From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 58. I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you today. It's that time of year. We are winding down 2019 and then 2020 is beginning shortly. So this podcast episode is all about challenges you need to face and work towards in 2020. 2020 is all about anxiety recovery, but it's not just 2020. It's now and for the rest of your life. And so I recovered from anxiety. It took me uh, four or five months to fully recover from anxiety, but the self-development and the self-growth lasts until you die because you should always be growing. You know, if, if you are looking for that quick fix to recover from anxiety, you're not going to find it. There is no quick fix. It's all about the long-term game. So if you're listening to people or modeling after somebody who's promoting quick fixes, run away. Run away. There's no quick fix. There is only the long-term game. To recover from anxiety, you have to go through hell. You have to go through hell. The more you live in pain the more you strengthen the mind. So that's why people who overcome anxiety are willing to put themselves, excuse me, they're willing to put themselves in those painful situations. So for instance, you're avoiding a environment because of a panic attack. Well, the person who overcomes anxiety goes back to the environment that makes them fearful, they stay there until their anxiety lessens and then they leave, but they don't avoid it. That's the long-term game. You have to work with your mind, with your amygdala, the part of your brain that initiates the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's like going to the gym. The more you feel the burn, the more your muscles develop. And so living in that pain is crucial for muscle development and being fit, right? So anxiety recovery is about shifting your character, yourself, practice, and play the part of someone who is empowered. Anxiety recovery is about Shifting who you are, shifting your identity, right? You don't want to be that same anxious, um, limited being you were. You want to be someone new, empowered. You want to be a strong individual. So model after 
somebody who went through the same life challenge as you and who has gotten better, right? So finding those models that, uh, those role models that push you and move you in the right direction. That's where you want to go. So you can also think of it as how does an actor prepare for a movie role? Well, they live the part. They live that person, right? And that's what you're going to go through with anxiety recovery. You're shifting your identity, who you were to who you want to be. So you're going to be shifting your habits. You're going to be shifting um, what you're subjected to, like uh, like music and, and, and YouTube videos, and you're shifting your identity, and that's how you change as a person, right? How much are you willing to sacrifice in order to change? How much are you willing to sacrifice in order to move towards that ideal you? You have to choose what to sacrifice in order to reach your higher self. What are you going to sacrifice in 2020 in order to change, to overcome anxiety and health anxiety you have to change your lifestyle. Anxiety and health anxiety accumulates when someone's life has gotten too chaotic internally, externally, or both. So now I'm going to go over the four challenges you need to face and change in your life to overcome anxiety and build character in 2020. Start now. Start now. Not just in 2020, but in 2020, it's good to have the developing mindset and to overcome anxiety by knowing these challenges that you need to face and not avoid. Number four is avoid negative friends and add positive models. You are who you hang around. So pay attention to who you are hanging around the most, right? Because you are going to absorb their habits, their beliefs, and they are potentially supporting your poor habits and your poor beliefs. So you're feeding off of each other's negative energy, right? If they're, if they are a negative friend. So how do you know they are a negative friend? Because you've been hanging around them for so long that, you know, it's become your way of life. Your perception is so narrow. You have a very narrow perspective, right? So how do you know they are a negative friend? Well, you have to really sit down with yourself and ask yourself these questions. 
What do I usually do when I am around them? What do I usually do when I am around them? Are they genuinely happy for me? And are they genuinely happy for me when something positive happens in my life? Are their habits toxic to my self-development? Ask yourself these questions. The best way to know if they are your true friends is to grow and improve yourself and notice if those friends attempt to drag you back down into old toxic habits. When you grow and improve your life, a lot of the time, those insecurities and faults in your friends become exposed. But they become exposed. So they can then grow with you Right? So you're growing as an individual. You're improving all aspects of your life. You're, you're getting rid of old toxic habits and, and you're, you're looking for you know, uh, a work and, and a better job. You're pursuing a passion. You're trying to open your own business. You want to better your every aspect of your life. You're meditating and you're growing. You're growing as a person. So the more you grow, and change and the more your friends stay stagnant the further apart you and they become right so eventually you and those negative friends will break apart completely because there will be nothing in common between you and them anymore they, you know, they, 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 you lead by example, you know, you don't force somebody to change with you, you know, you're growing and improving your life. And, and if they don't catch on and they don't jump aboard with you and, and, and they don't start improving their life and, and, and they just want to stay where they are, then you can't force somebody to change. You can just continue to change if they decide to, you know what, Brad is really improving his life. I see it in him. I see that he's improved all aspects of his life. And, and, and I, I want to improve my life. I can see the change in him. But if they choose to just stay in their toxic old ways and they don't want to change then there's nothing you can do about it because you can't force somebody to change. And, and so they may attempt to drag you back down to their level because their faults, their, their, their weaknesses are being exposed. The more you grow and the more they stay stagnant. And sometimes that can really hurt them, right? Their ego is being damaged. So they try and grab you and pull you back down. And that's 
the sign of a negative friend. A friend that is just going to keep you down. They are going to weigh you down and prevent you from growing. And and these negative friends, you know, support the support conversations of negativity, right? Getting together and talking about the negatives of life. And and that only keeps your anxiety alive. When these and and this happened too, a lot of my friends that I was hanging hanging around, they would constantly talk about the 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 bad things of life, the the negatives of life, why life stinks, right? And so I used to be that guy who I fed off of that energy. I would talk about how life stunk and they would talk about it. And so when I decided to grow, I knew that, you know what, I couldn't partake in that anymore. I can't just sit around and talk about how life stinks and complain all the time because that's only going to keep your anxiety alive. Your perception of the world is just going to be so narrow. There's so many good things about this life that we're given and, and we need to change and grow. And once you change and once you grow, you will see the progress and the happiness that comes with it. Because once you see yourself developing and growing, you're like, oh my God, I am such a strong person. I am so disciplined and, and everything in my life is improving significantly. So negative friends will just keep, in, in, keep you down and keep pulling you down. But when you add positive models in your life, the growth process takes over, right? You start to you start to get motivated from these people. These people who went through the same life challenge as you and have gotten better. So these models challenge themselves to be better than they were yesterday. And that men- mentality then rubs off on you. Your unconscious is always listening. So make sure it is surrounded by people who are successful and empowered. So constantly surround yourself with these types of people to grow. You know, that rubs off on you. The more I subjected myself to these people during my recovery, the more I emulated them, right? At first, it's going to be difficult because, you know, it seems like the bar is so high, but just subjecting yourself to these types of people, you will improve yourself unconsciously even because your unconscious pays attention. So, Surround yourself with these types of people all the time. And these models, these positive models don't always have to be in person, but on YouTube, YouTubers who are um, positive models, authors or podcasters, 
these people who 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 talk about what they went through in their life. They they overcame adversity and life challenges and they talk about how they overcame it and then they talk about what you need to do to sustain a strong life and to keep your mind strong and healthy. So surround yourself with these kinds of people. Remember, the more you surround yourself with these types of people and subject yourself to these videos, these podcasters, these athletes on YouTube, the more you become like them. The more you become like them. Number three is meditate daily. Meditation allowed me to calm the mind and body. Witnessing thoughts come and go rather than getting caught up in them. Anxiety sufferers get so sensitized to their thoughts by the end of the day, they feel emotionally drained. Meditation allows the mind to not react so emotionally to those negative thoughts. The more emotion you put towards a negative thought, the more it sticks around and pops back up. Meditation familiarizes yourself with your body. Health anxiety sufferers lose touch with their sense of self. They feel disconnected with their bodies. Meditation loosens that strong emotional bond with that sensation a health in, health anxiety sufferer reacts to and ruminates over. And so you can also think of it as getting rid of that label over that sensation. Instead of it being a life-threatening illness, you recognize this sensation as being a natural bodily response from your amygdala, the fight, flight, or freeze response. So meditation allows you to loosen those labels over those sensations because you become more mindful of your body and those sensations. But, but meditation also reduces those bodily sensations health anxiety sufferers react to. How? Well, meditation activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest system. So your, your body starts to regulate itself normally and thus reducing those sensations caused by the sympathetic nervous system which is the stress response. So you will notice that when you meditate, your stress response lessens, thus 
lessening the bodily sensations because your rest and digest system becomes activated. That's the beauty of meditation. Meditation brings you more into the present moment. You will develop more mindfulness. Maybe you'll be more mindful with your kids or your partner, your wife, your family. You'll become more in the present moment. When you become more mindful, your life will not move as fast. You will enjoy the here and now and not the destination. Number two is stop seeking reassurance. Huge for health anxiety sufferers. Absolutely huge. So what is reassurance seeking? Health anxiety sufferers constantly need the approval from others around them that their potentially life-threatening sensation is not, in fact, life-threatening. Health anxiety sufferers constantly visit the doctors, not just because they think they're having a heart attack, but for the doctors to tell them that they are in fact okay and healthy. Sometimes a health anxiety sufferer unconsciously wants the doctor to tell them they have a serious illness because then they would have a definitive answer on what the sensation actually is, right? Because when the doctor tells a health anxiety sufferer that they are okay and that they are healthy, and then when the sensation then returns after the doctor visits, the health anxiety sufferer then goes, wait a minute, I thought the doctor said I'm healthy, but the pain or the sensation is still here. It must be something serious. It must be. So then they go back to the doctor. And that's why health anxiety sufferers continually go to the doctor. So, but if it isn't the doctor that a health anxiety sufferer goes to, it will be close friends and family members they will go to. So this constant reassurance seeking only supports your anxiety identity. It gives the sufferer a sense of self. They also believe that if their anxiety goes away, they will lose that connection with those friends and family members made during all of those reassurance uh, seeking, during, the, during that reassurance seeking. So they continue to seek reassurance because they, 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 they formed a strong connection with those friends and those family members. So they want to keep that 
unconsciously. So how do you stop reassurance seeking? Well, you have to replace it with positive models like on YouTube, podcasts, or in person that will help you grow as a person. Like I was talking about before, surrounding yourself with people who went through the same life challenge as you and have gotten better. Also learn about anxiety. The more you know what is going on in your internal world, the more comfortable you will become in your own skin. Also talk about the positives rather than the negatives. What good happened today? When you start shifting your your words to, you know, from reassurance seeking to to about about your symptoms to what actually is improving in your life, you will improve. Your internal world will improve. And challenge yourself. The more you place yourself in uncomfortable situations, the more you strengthen your confidence and your mind. And that brings us to number one. Number one is seek out challenges in 2020 and for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, do not avoid challenges. Anxiety sufferers recover from anxiety by subjecting themselves to situations that make them anxious and uneasy. People who are suffering like to put band-aids over their issues, whether it's marijuana, whether it's alcohol, whether it's medication, right? Antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. That's putting a band-aid over it because those people, they, they just cope with it, but they don't face the challenges. They avoid the challenges. So no wonder they're not coming. They're not getting over anxiety. No wonder they're not facing the challenges. They're, they're not facing the dragon in the cave. They're avoiding it. They're running away from it. So the more anxiety sufferers seek out challenges, the more they overcome their anxiety. That's it. That's it. The more you live in that pain, the more you grow, the more your mind hardens, it strengthens your mind changes and stimulates new neuronal pathways in the brain when you stay in the environment, when you have a panic attack and you don't run away. Your mind is changing. So what's happening in this situation? Well, if you run away from an environment during a panic attack, you strengthen the neuropathway in the brain that promotes fear to that situation. When you stay and ride the wave of panic, 
you stimulate a new pathway that promotes safety rather than fear. Then each time you revisit the same situation, your anxiety lessens and lessens. The neuronal pathway that promotes safety is continuously being strengthened. Absolutely important to understand and absolutely necessary to overcome anxiety. So sooner or later, your anxiety will be a level three or a zero. And then you will find that particular situation to be enjoyable rather than fearful. So the more you go back to that, the, the situation that makes you uncomfortable, the more your anxiety lessens. So, and then it'll be a level three the next time you show up. And then eventually it'll be a level zero when you show up. And then you will show up in the environment and not recognize any anxiety whatsoever, but you will actually have a good time. You will feel good. So maybe you avoid get-togethers because you have social anxiety or you avoid the gym because of the sensation of your pounding heart. So avoiding situations that you don't want to face only strengthens your fear of them. So the more you place yourself in these uncomfortable situations, the more you harden your mind. You get stronger mentally. And these challenges can be anything from focusing on your breathing and posture for the day. And I'm talking about the challenges that you need to be doing and facing from here on out going forward into 2020. Uh, so challenging yourself on a daily basis is necessary for overcoming anxiety. So these challenges can be focusing on your breathing and your posture for throughout the whole day, because that improves your mental state and your anxiety or challenging yourself to not watching TV or YouTube videos. Another challenge could be read a book every two weeks. Another challenge could be begin listening to classical music instead of punk rock or, or rock or heavy metal. Avoid sugar. Avoid sugar. Start, start reducing your junk food. Another challenge can be switching from coffee to tea. Coffee has a lot of caffeine and can really put fuel on your anxiety. These are challenges that you can start to face in 2020, starting now even. Starting now and, and moving forward throughout the rest of your life. Continue to challenge yourself. That's how you will overcome anxiety and be stronger. So when you shift your habits, you shift your identity. You shift your identity. You start to become someone completely different. Anxiety recovery is 
all about moving toward the new ideal you to prove your old self wrong. You must take action for any sort of change to occur. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast. It's on iTunes and it's also on Google Podcasts. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think. And I want you to ask me any questions that you have. Go to unpluganxiety.com. Ask me a question. I will answer. And sooner or later, I'm going to be doing a Q&A podcast. So I'm going to answer your questions on the podcast. Thank you so much. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.